All right. Hey. So we're here together yep. for the the our first podcast. Yep. And we've decided to name it The Heathers. And our, we have a very specific reason as to why we chose that title. Mm-hmm. And it really was just because we are each just happened to be named Heather, but we yep. had met... Um, Where I used to work. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. actually worked in a, uh, a dealership and... Um, Literally just calling on customers about their leases and things and checking in and, um, you know, I just, oh, cool. When I see Heather, I'm like, oh, so cool. Someone else's name is Heather because you really don't hear too many Heathers. Um, and so, you know, call and, you know, schedule an appointment and it was like, you know, you showed up and I was like, she's cool. Like, I like her. And then even, I didn't really know that was you, but I was like, oh, that seems like a really cool lady. And um, you were on the phone, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and literally, I uh, just sat down at my desk and we started talking. And, and it was funny. We're talking about her lease and everything, her car, and end up talking about spirituality and crystals and immediately <laughs> and everything I else. Think, I think we kind of seemed kind of funny there because I I hung out for a good hour at your yeah. job, yeah, just talking about I think our spirituality and our crystals. I think it was, I think it was longer like, than that. Like literally two hours. I think, I think it was. Yeah. Yeah, it was a while. I think I wore up my welcome a little bit, but yeah. we got we got our <laughs> we bonding time everything. right away. We just hit it off right yeah. away. Yeah, literally. And then yeah. we were hugging, and so yeah. my managers were like, "Do you know her?" I'm like, "I know <laughs> no, her now. I now I do, but, but yeah. I didn't know her up until yesterday." Yeah. Uh, and so that was so funny, and um, and that became the running joke is like, well, each of us are named Heather, and that we that was like how we really connected was first through our name, yeah, and then through our interests, and yep. then come to find out that. We shared such a strong interest in our our spirituality and energy work mm -hmm. and anything that you know was outside the box kind of um, feel to it. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah, it's weird because you have three girls. Yeah. I have two girls and a son, so we both each have three children. Um, even a couple of guys we dated had the same, literally the same name, which is so weird. So, yeah. and then that's when I intro was introduced to your Heather. Yes. And it's funny, so it's kind of like this joke, I'm chocolate Heather. You and know. I'm vanilla. She vanilla Heather, we have strawberry Heather. So we said it's the Neapolitan yeah. Heathers. Yeah, literally, so. we, we call Neapolitan Heathers when we go out to eat and everything. Yeah. And, and they think we're joking, especially me, because it's like I have, you know, the, I hate to say this, but the whitest name ever. But how I got my name <laughs> is literally my mom, still to this day, and, and again, we're in our 40s, but she loves the soaps. Loves the soaps. And love this character on General Hospital and was like, you know what? That's going to be my daughter's name. And what's funny is I have two brothers who have family names. I have three brothers, but two of my brothers have family names. And I'm the one and my youngest brother are the only ones who named after a character in a show or movie. Nice, nice. So that's how I got my, my name Heather. It was literally from a soap opera. Yeah. 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 And it was the first thing that did that did bond us. And then we ended up, nev whenever we would get together, it was always talking about in depth yeah. anything that was like I said, outside of the outside of the box, um, mm -hmm. and it's not a conversation that that we can just have with just anyone. Nope. Um, it either gets lost on them or there's a sense of judgment around it, and so um, not just that, but I we've always joked, right, that like mm -hmm. we'd be on our soapbox with our kids and be talking yeah. about our belief systems, and uh, you know, I know my kids are always like, "All right, mom, I got it." Yeah. Like you need to find an outlet for this because there's sometimes they have to stop me yeah but yeah my, my kids will always say, oh you're kind of like this conspiracy theorist and always talking about things and it's like no, no 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 yeah so yeah so yeah i've always been um 
I think most of my life into the spiritual realm of things and um, thinking outside the box and always mm -hmm. challenging things and saying, okay, mm, I don't, is that really true? You know, yeah. so always, always a curious, open mind, always. And yeah. how to say that's like critical thinking oh, too, yeah. but then I think these days that's where that whole tag term comes is the conspiracy theorist, which, you know, whatever, if that's, if that's the term that needs to be given to it, I, I, I tend to think of it as critical thinker. Well, the so, government gave that name conspiracy theorist yeah. because again, when you are getting close to the truth, of course, yeah. they don't want you to know, so they're going to, you know, kind of... Distract. Yeah, distract and, you know, say, oh, this is what you are. And that's really, you're just getting closer to what they don't want you to know. So. That's right. Don't look over here, look over here. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely. So, yeah, basically, we kind of just really kind of conceptualize, like, hey, how do we talk about this on a platform with in front of people? And, hey, maybe get some like-minded people. Maybe get some other Heathers, by the way. Uh, you know, right. who... Uh, you know, or as just open-minded as we are, but, um, it gives yeah. Us, it gives us somewhere to talk about mm -hmm. it. And you're and Reiki know, master. Yeah. And actually, I'm Reiki 2, so I'll be uh, Reiki 3 in about a week or so. So that's another little thing that came, brought us together, too, is just, like, with the energy work. Um, I mean, just, it was just crazy. It was just, like, an instant connection Inter with us. Inter Inter yeah, instant bond. Yeah. And I think that's so important for people to realize, you know, I think I had said this before to you a while ago, but it's almost like a stranger is never really strange. If you really think about it, you're like, what do you mean by that? Well, if you pay attention to the signs and, 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 and vibes and huh, people you know, if you're going to vibe with someone, you're going to say, you yeah. know what, I don't have, I have a bad feeling about that person. I don't know them, but I've got a bad feeling. And see, most people don't pay attention to that because it's so subtle. Or, you know what, I have a really good feeling about this person. I don't know them, but there's something about them. But then yet, they don't want to go out and figure out what's the reason behind that. So I always say we are put in positions to meet people for a purpose. Like, everything is a purpose. That's right. Everybody that comes in our life, even if it might be a, a positive experience or even a negative experience, there might have been, there's always some purpose to that. Right. And I know with us, had we not followed that huh what's something that about much. you that curiosity yep. we wouldn't even be here like talking to you guys and everything so yeah and i'll say this too i know that there's been plenty of times in my life where i haven't paid attention to that mm. intuitive nudge mm -hmm. when it was an experience that in the end you know while i was still able to gain like some meaning from it like you said yeah it wasn't the most comfortable mm -hmm. direction in which to to have that experience maybe um, so that's been part of the challenge is learning to pay attention to intuition yeah. and I think that's mm -hmm. been a big thing even now with everything that the world's oh, going through yeah. is to say like I've had you know I've been challenged by other people by saying well you know them saying well why do you feel this way about this particular thing mm -hmm. well it's just a knowing it's, yeah. a, it's a deep feeling of like I feel that that there's something more at mm -hmm. least to know about this situation it just yeah. it's that deep feeling and that discernment and and i i was I said this to you before but we all are born to be programmed like everyone born on this earth is born to be programmed in some way mm -hmm. and you're like well, what do you mean by that well if you think about it the media tells you tell mm -hmm. tell the vision they tell you what they want your vision to be mm -hmm. 
you know, right? So whether it's music, whether it's yeah. video, whether it's whatever. Yep. So when you become this adult, it's like you have everyone else's beliefs but your own. Right. Like there's no way you are an adult with your own belief. You literally have everyone else's beliefs, whether it's your teacher, your parents, if you were in church, if you were wherever. And it's no one's fault. It's just that just you don't have your own belief. Right. So that's when they're like, wait a minute, you know, my 20s, I didn't know who the hell I was. Yeah. Well, because you're, you know, basically been told how to think, what to wear, what to do, whatever, by everyone else. And it's like, well, hey, do I still resonate with this? And that's where you have to figure out, okay, what is it that I still resonate with? Like, do I still resonate with this belief? That's right. And then even you said, you mentioned the 20s. I can say that as well now in my 40s, where mm -hmm. there's times where I'm thinking, good God, I'm not this person. I'm not yeah. this person that so-and-so wants to create this narrative about mm -hmm. me on yeah. and um, that I've allowed it mm -hmm. to um, really orchestrate my life. Yeah. And, and, and for me, it hasn't really been a feel good kind of feeling around mm -hmm. it where I was convinced, um, off of, you know, the narrative of someone else. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. and so really it, it is a, not only, I think the first step for certainly is awareness. Oh yeah. And then, oh, that, yeah. and there's actually like a grief, um, that a uh, period of grief mm -hmm. that you go through mm -hmm. when you start to recognize that you aren't um, that story that yes. that someone else had created for you, and that, that identity you or yourself, false identity, yeah, that you yourself mm -hmm. bought into, yep, completely. Yep. And yeah. and so there's a grief period, and even I would say that that grief includes um, just mourning the fact that I that I lived that narrative for entirely too long, and it and mm -hmm. it brought me um, a lot of pain. Yeah. And so and then it becomes first, like I said, the awareness, and mm -hmm. then okay, now the process of mm -hmm. letting that go. Yeah. And and knowing, but then after that, I think there's an empowerment piece as well. Yes. Of going, I can rewrite this story myself yeah and i think what the biggest thing with the grief is like this whole paradigm shift because totally. again you yep. know we all have beliefs that are not our own and then you're, you think you're this person and you're you know someone said oh by the way you've been adopted all these years we just didn't want to tell you and you're like what yeah. what the yeah. are you kidding me yeah. you know so of course there is a shattering of this this so-called person the you thought you were, this ego you know, structure yeah, this that, ego structure, and right. now it's like now I got to pick up all these pieces mm -hmm. and figure out who the hell I am, and yeah. then become this person I don't even know who or how to become. Because yes. again, I'm being told I need to be this. I got to look a certain way. I got to act a right. certain way. I got to participate in what society thinks is appropriate for me. You know, right. so it's. Um, I, 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 yeah, I laugh too. Like twenties, definitely. People say, "Oh, what year? What age you want to go back? You want to go back to your 20s? I'm like, no. Yeah, <laughs> it was right. a lot of challenges, know. a lot of learning about myself. Yeah. Um, definitely a, a very, I, I say, hard, difficult period. However, it really got me I, on my spiritual journey to mm -hmm. to who I am today. Because mm -hmm. um, you know, you know that my dad had died very young. I was nine years old uh, when my dad died, and so. Mm -hmm. um, very tragically yeah. and so I didn't it was a family secret you know he died of suicide and so no one really talked about that and so I went through all these years of thinking it was one thing and it was something totally different and then when I finally you know went to figure out what really was the case and that was in my early 20s it was just your whole world definitely shatters so it really you are in that moment of all of these emotions and you're like how do I deal with all of this 
And so I always say that because of that, because again, suicide is a very taboo thing. You know, people are very embarrassed and, you know, th and they're it's shameful. A secret. Yeah, it's a secret, you know. Um, and so how do you heal from it? It's like you're having it, you're pushed into this, this spot of having to reheal again, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Because again, I was nine. It was literally a week after Christmas, a day before New Year's, you know, so it was just very confusing. And they were like, oh no, he died of a, you know, he was a mechanical engineer for military and oh, he died for this way. And you think, oh, okay. Which was hard enough. Which is hard enough, but okay. It sucks, but okay. Yeah. And then you get to where you have these inner knowings. Even as a child, I couldn't really, like I knew something, but I was like, is that really the case? But you don't ask, because you're like, well, they said it's this. Mm. But I feel, and it goes back to the feeling, mm. I feel it's something else. Something's not right. Something's not right. And me. just mm -hmm. never really asked anyone. And then I end up going to my um, my dad's mom and said, hey, grandma, I need to know, you know, what really happened to dad, you know, mm. was really this. And that's when she said, well, you need to sit down. I'm like, oh boy, well, what could be worse? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so. And that's when she had told me, you know, he died of suicide. And so, yeah, it was literally my whole world just crashed, literally. I was just like, Yeah, that's wow. layered. Like, that's, like layered. that's literally a punch in your stomach. Like, okay, what do I do now? Yep. Because people lied to me. This is right. what I thought. I'm feeling hurt. I'm feeling shame. Is he going to be in hell because of this? Like, what's all of this? And I remember um, I ran to uh, the church I was christened in and talked to the father. I was like, oh my God, horrific things happen. Everyone lied to me. And I want to tell my mom so bad, you know, how she lied to me and I can't, I don't like her. And I just wanted to go off on everyone. And he really put in a perspective and said, well, they were only doing what they thought was right in that time. They wanted you to have this normal childhood, which in a sense you kind of did, but... But you're having your own real experience yeah. through it. Yeah. So just because that's valid for them, that it's always just as equally valid that you are yeah. having your own experience working through it. But yeah. really, even in that very raw moment, I had to like kind of take my ego out of it. I didn't know that was me really doing that. I had mm -hmm. to literally put myself in everyone else's shoes, especially mm -hmm. my mom's, and say, you know what? She's only doing the best she could. And it, believe me, it was it was very difficult, but I never actually went and told her anything after I'd spoken to the father of the church at the time. And based on that, which was a very difficult thing, I ended up going to therapy for a little bit. And, you know, they were like, well, you're depressed. Take a pill. Uh, It'll all be fine. Uh, and I'm like, uh, okay, you know, no, no, no. no. So, no. Did, did you hear the story of I just found out <laughs> this happened? Right. You know so many years ago of right. course i'm depressed it's of course i'm all of these things and i said you know i really i want to move through these emotions i i'm just feeling everything i don't want to nothing against you know the pills i just want to that's not where you are move at. through it to get through right. it and so i end up not seeing her anymore because i was like oh, i'm not getting anywhere and so i kind of had a sequence of events happen where one of the neighbors i was nannying um one of her bathrooms uh, not, not that I'm going into business about the bathroom, but you know, she, one of the bathrooms was always on the first floor and for some reason it wasn't working. She's like, yeah, Heather, this is like totally clogged up. You gotta go upstairs, use the bathroom. I'm like, okay, no big deal. So I go up there and as I leave, I go, I'm drawn to this one room and she had a room full of all of these pictures. I mean, it was, it had to be at least 40, 50 pictures on her wall. And out of those 40 some pictures, it was one picture. It was almost like it had this glow around it. And I was very attracted to this mm -hmm. picture. And so I'm looking at this 
person. I'm like, gosh, I don't know. This person looks so sad, but he was smiling in the picture. Yeah. Well, I must have been up there for a minute because she came up. She said, hey, Heather, is everything okay? And I said, oh, no, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to be in your room. It just, who is this person? Mm -hmm. And she immediately had tears in her eyes. And, and she said, well, that was my brother. I said, oh, my gosh, I didn't know you had a brother. And she said, well, uh, yeah, he died of suicide. And I was like, what? And she's like, he had a twin sister. Well, mm -hmm. my dad was a twin who had a twin sister. They both died exactly the same by suicide with by hanging. And literally, I was like, oh my God, I just found out recently my dad died. Yes. And so we're literally crying and yeah. So we end up going to a suicide group, which really I say was the best healing for me. It took me months to really talk about it because it was just too raw, but eventually that's what helped get me through. But because of that whole synchronicity, I didn't know that at that time. Absolutely. Because I'm like, how do you have a brother who has a twin no, sister who died of suicide? Yeah. I have a brother, I mean, a dad who had twin sisters who died of suicide. Yeah. It was really interesting. Yeah. Um, but it really got me on my spiritual journey of asking, okay, so why did this happen to me? What's the whole purpose in life? Am yeah. I just screwed? Because who now, who am I now? Yeah. And so that really, and again, you know, suicide, you know, they say, oh, you're gonna go to hell and all these things. And I was just terrified. I'm like, wait a minute, I did found out how he died. Now I may not be able to see him ever again. Are you kidding me? Right. So it really got me to say, you know what? I gotta figure out what's the bigger purpose in yeah. life. Is he really going to right. be in damnation because of what he'd done? Like, I really wanna be able to see him when I die. And so literally it just got me on the spiritual journey of looking right more into life and yeah. and what the purpose of life is and it's really what helped heal me to say you know what everyone we can't judge people they all have a story they all have a compassion. history that compassion that everything mm -hmm. is what really got me on my spiritual journey because of that and it was a profound yeah. way there was no oh, yeah. doubting that i didn't want to remain a victim oh, um, and i think that's, that's what it was that was tough for me up. i didn't know that because I would tell my story and the people yeah. say, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry about that. Yeah. And it kind of makes you feel a little good. Like, oh, right. yeah, right. yeah, oh, worries me. And I'm yeah. not saying anything's wrong with that, but you don't want to stay in that. Right. And I was just like, you know what? Yeah, that happened, but that's, that might be a part of who I am, but that's not what my life's going to be. Always a victim of my circumstances. Right. Or, you know, I was dealt some cards and I just have to deal with it. Right. And so I had to really say, you know what? how can I take this tragedy and turn into something positive if there was any positive thing? And really it was saying, okay, you know what? I, you can't take life for granted. You have to be em emphatic with people. You have to be understanding and kind and, and things like that with people. That's absolutely true. And I think a big piece of that too, and I, I, for me is that in addition to that is self-compassion. Yes. Because I oh, so yeah. many times in oh my, my God, life yeah. have bypassed myself. And mm -hmm. um, I think a lot of us um, could probably say that we're our own biggest critic. Mm -hmm. But it is amazing now how at this point in my life I can really see how um, by continuing that same dialogue internally where I am such a critic of myself and I'm not giving myself the same compassion as I would someone else, that that has influenced my experience outside of myself to such a degree that, again, isn't the most comfortable. It's not yeah. what I prefer. Mm -hmm. And so it really does cycle back to, you know, taking care of self and, and, and doing the work and, and doing that internal work with yeah. self. And um, 
if I want to see that change outside of myself yeah. as well. Yeah. And yeah, you had a really profound experience for what brought you to your um, your deeper sense of spirituality. I'm assuming that you probably, I think you and I talked about this before mm -hmm. that when you were young, that you were really little, that you had you had an interest of things outside. Yeah, and it's funny because even when you look at it, I always say, again, because you don't remember, we're born to be programmed. Mm -hmm. um, so, but from, you know, up until age seven, kids are closer to the spiritual side so they can see things whether it's hey i, I see a monster that thing looks kind of crazy and the parents like yeah what the hell that's your imagination right. you know they kind of throw it off and the kids yeah. like no seriously no, i right. see something kind of yeah. crazy or this person i don't know i feel kind of uncomfortable or the baby's like kind of you know agitated well they're picking up something about someone that they mm -hmm. don't feel comfortable about right because up until age seven they're closer to spirit they can see things right they can see really i mean more than we can because yeah. again we've put that veil mm -hmm. on us yeah we blocked a lot of things and so even as a child i i've i've seen certain things too Mm -hmm. um where i was like wait a minute that seems kind of crazy like is that just was that my imagination or did i really just see some crazy stuff yeah and so you would talk i would talk about it and people were like you know whatever you know no that was your imagination no 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 yeah. um and i was a very gullible very gullible child but also very sensitive you know child mm -hmm. and i believe i've just believed you seem like you were nice okay yeah i'll go go with you in your car <laughs> You know, I'd be in situations yeah. where I really could have been hurt really bad. And so there was some one picture, I think it was like an archangel Michael or something, and, and they were just like on the ledge, like, oh, Lord, this person. <laughs> right. And I was like, that's probably right. my angels and guides saying, girl, uh, if you do right. one more thing, like, I please, don't get in his car. Anything. Like, do we have to intervene again? Or do we got to, because I trusted so many people. Right. And I really <laughs> had to become this doormat in a sense to say, hey, you know what? No, I deserve more than this. I'm not going to be walked on all the time. I need to put my foot down. And again, I, th I think Boundaries. that's where it comes back to that self-awareness, mm. that self-love. Because again, yes. we're taught, oh, you shouldn't love yourself because right. that's selfish. Somehow, and, oh, you take right. care of yourself. Well, that's selfish. You should be taking, taking care of everyone else. And I have taken care of everyone else and it didn't get me anywhere. So I had to learn to really be strong within myself and say, I am enough. I am worthy of you know bigger and better things. I'm not a victim or I'm right, not a product of right. the suicide. I'm not this right. or how do I empower yeah, myself? How do I empower myself? Because again, the more you empower yourself, you actually empower others. Absolutely. And it does come down to your bloodline. Yeah. So like your children, right, they observe and they see everything. It's our descendant yeah. line. Yeah. yeah. It affects them without them even knowing. Exactly. And energetically. As we yes. start to change, as we start to shift, as we start to vibrate it at a higher level because we're having, mm -hmm. we're, we're able to, you know, work through these other feelings that we need to integrate or heal. Oh, yeah. It then heals our descendants. It heals our ancestral line. Right? Yes. And see, that's important. And, and we don't really realize how deep mm -hmm. that empowerment within ourselves is so important. Because again, how they say, you know, you have a little pebble and you just yeah. throw it ripple. in the river mm -hmm. and it makes a ripple just by that one little pebble and but it, so it's that's you you right. are that pebble right then the actions affect everything else right. but it does truly heal mm -hmm. seven generations backwards seven yes. generations forward yes so again it's kind of like these challenges because even i was talking to my uh, my soulmate about it i was just like gosh like it seems like i've had the brunt of challenges in my life mm -hmm. like even within my siblings i was like mm -hmm. seems like i've had the most shit mm -hmm. i had to go through and he was saying, you know, you, in a sense, you 
were chosen to do this yeah. and to kind of carry on the healing of the family. So right. sometimes it may look in the way of challenges, but you are literally kind of like this phoenix arising from it. You really are That's helping right. clear a lot of the family bloodlines. A lot of that karma, a lot of that, you know, things that it, it's just it's crazy. And some of the things you don't really think about how important you really are. Well, it is, and that's where, again, that empowerment piece comes in and saying, like, okay, if this is what I'm going to mm -hmm. do is take leadership, um, and like you said, in place of being the victim, mm -hmm. to say, I'll take leadership here. And yeah, yeah it's not always going to be It's not going to be all easy and pretty, exactly. But then at the same time, you say, yeah, I made it through that. And then we can each say, in retrospect, to look back at everything that's happened, whether, even if it was painful, even at times where you think, there's no way, how oh, I'm yeah. not going to get through this. Oh, it's yeah. just another thing. But once you do, being able to look back and go, okay, wow, that really profoundly mm -hmm. changed how I viewed myself or I viewed the world or I viewed other. And it was necessary. Mm -hmm. um, but just as the statement goes, be the change. Yes. Right? So, mm -hmm. as you said, like, it's it's that whole thing of that ripple effect that, you know, if everyone is, is, is saying, well, how can I make a difference? What can I do? And, and a lot of people want, including myself, you know, what tangible thing can I do to create a, a change? And it really, the most profound thing is going to be mm -hmm. that change within ourselves. Yes. So to say, I'm becoming more aware of my own thoughts. I'm becoming yes. more aware of my own behaviors mm -hmm. and questioning, do I still have this certain belief system? Correct. Do I really, and if I am believing this, why? Exactly. And so like really challenging and, and questioning and, and not even just questioning ourselves, but questioning that those things happening around us. Yep. And especially true now, everything that we're seeing in the news. And I think that anyone can agree right now that there mm -hmm. is conflicting stories. Oh my gosh. Constantly. So much so that it's like, what can you believe? Well, it's like they say, okay, do this. Oh, no, never mind. Don't, don't do that. But however, you, you need to do this, but do it in this way. But no, actually, you know what we said about that two weeks ago? Just don't even worry right. about it. it. Oh, no, now you need to worry about it. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah, I told you about three weeks ago, but oh, no, this is. So there is this conflicting message again, because mm -hmm. remember, we're born to be programmed. Yep. And right. if you have not, like you were saying, asked yourself questions to say, okay, do I still believe this? Why do I still believe this? Right. Let me do a little bit more research to figure out why. And then when you do the research, figure out, you know what? I don't believe in that anymore. Right. So then let me, and now I formed a new belief, right? A new habit. It takes 21 days to form a habit. Well, same thing with the belief. I mean, hell, you might even believe something 30 years. That's going to take that's some time to kind of... used to telling that story to yeah, yourself and others. Exactly. So I, I think that's the thing that's so important that we have to use our own mind and say, wait a minute, is it really my thoughts mm -hmm. or is it someone else's thoughts? That's right. You know? How I've been taught to believe. How I've been taught to, to believe. There's, it's, it's almost like you, the, you, you don't really... You just accept everything. Oh, that's what they said and that's what it is. Right. Well, if they said, okay, well... You know, you need to drink that. Oh, only drink great Kool-Aid, and you know, again, what happens? Oh well, now you're all dead because you drink great Kool-Aid. Well, it's like, well, well, wait a minute. Just because someone said right, something, but, but you process. felt it, that wasn't the right thing, but yet you still did it. It's like, okay, wait a minute. Learning to we, trust yourself. Learning to trust yourself, and I have that thing even in my kitchen is you have to be the change you wish to see in the world yeah. Yeah. because I would always get so frustrated like okay god the world's horrible like all mm -hmm. even as a child I would cry especially Michael Jackson's Man in the Mirror yeah that song yeah. every time that song came on I was always in tears yeah. and I didn't understand it at the time but then as I got older it's I was profound. like oh it's me 
right. I'm the right. person in the mirror right. that I have That's to be right. the change. Right. Yeah, the world has all of these things going on, but if I change myself, then my world changes. That's right. My perception of how the world looks like changes. That's right. And so then I look at life at, in a different way to where it was one of those commercials, it was like a Hallmark commercial, some commercials years ago, but it was like this ripple effect. So this person had these groceries and they were going to an apartment. Well, she couldn't get the door and the person saw her, so oh, he ran up and opened the door for her. Well, you know, she's, oh my God, thank you so much. And she goes in the door. Well, the person that might've been 10 feet away had seen that and was like, hmm, I'm so impressed. Well, then it was that person who had to help someone else. Well, then another person 20 feet away saw that same person who saw the first person. So that's how ripple effects happen right. is the things you do People are watching you all the time. It's the pay it forward It's concept. the pay it forward. You know, people watch you say, you know what? I'm so impressed by what that person did. That makes me want to do something. So that's what I mean by being the change is when you change yourself, you affect everyone else. Little do you know. You really do. Well, yeah, and that's true. And then the thing is, is um, the pay it forward too. It's, it's not, I would say even beyond what visually seeing the person do it. Mm -hmm. It's even just the energy that you're now oh, yeah. carrying. I the agree. The energy of giving. The yes. energy of mm -hmm. grace. That yes. Because you wholeheartedly are feeling it oh, inside. Yeah. And you're so genuine about it. That is then picked up by someone else without them even knowing. Mm -hmm. It's a, it's kind of like that thing, right? Well, well, we talked about like just that yeah. feel like us meeting. How we met. Yeah, exactly. How we right? met. Literally. Like, like literally. Just we knew oh, that yeah. we had that connection, that yep. it was a safe space yep. for us to have the conversations mm -hmm. we wanted to mm -hmm. have with one another. Mm -hmm. And then we automatically felt drawn. Yep. So it's the same as true is that you could be in the room. We mm -hmm. all know we've had experiences with plenty of strangers where we could just be, you know, sitting in one place, have someone we'd be in an entirely good mood and have someone come down, sit next to us and all of a sudden feel anger or feel the profound sadness mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. not even know why and it yeah. could just be the energy of the person sitting next day yeah um and mm -hmm. so again like deciding that we are gonna like greet other human beings with more grace and and mm -hmm. um compassion that is that affects those around us well um, and that's yeah. even with again the social distancing i'm gonna get too much into that but it's like we have to have that touch that human touch Absolutely. in some way yeah and it's like when you cannot touch or if you cannot have a conversation or these things it really does affect you emotionally spiritually mentally and we were saying even you need that human connection yeah you you have to have that and um i think there's a bigger war going on you know again from a spiritual perspective because it's like well, wait a minute they're saying all of these things why are they giving us conflicting information? So mm. what's this, really going on? It's creating more degrees of separation. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And why? And that's, so that's the thing. Why, why is this going on? Right. And then and also to say that in that separation, that's layered as well. Not only yeah. are we having separation from, from one another, but we're feeling the separation really from ourselves. Yes. And it's interesting because, you know, people say, gosh, I feel even more alone than I ever were. Right. No one really no. is truly alone. I mean, no, if no, you believe no. in, again, the spiritual realm, whether it's your guardians, your angels, your spiritual guides, you know, masters, whether it's, you know, whoever you believe in, Buddha, Jesus, right. things like that. Mm -hmm. And again, we all have our guides, so we are never really alone. Like even I do my mantras, I do mantras every morning, and there's at least 20 mantras, and one of them is, I was born in love, and I die in love. 
and another one is we are not alone and it's like when you really understand that concept of i was born in love and yet i still die in love but yet i'm never alone even though i might feel and it might look like i'm alone but i'm never really alone but if someone doesn't grasp that mm -hmm. it's you're opening yourself up to all of these issues that you're inviting into your life i was telling my daughter even this agoraphobia thing mm -hmm. i mean that's a real thing yeah, right like it's i don't doubt that's on the rise yeah. yeah like people are now don't want to leave their home right and because you're terrified because, oh my god if i step outside now i'm going to be susceptible to things mm -hmm. so then i just go inside and now i don't talk to anyone i don't see the daylight i don't get my vitamin d like i need right. so now my health is deteriorating but it's interesting your health is deteriorating not because of the virus but because of something else and then yeah right it's the vitamin d but then also the fear itself right? oh, yeah. because of, i mean so, we all exactly. read about how you know just fear itself is um, has a huge impact on our immune system mm -hmm. and it does on everything right oh, yeah. so it's oh, yeah. coming back to again like how do we get to know ourselves how do we really find a way to feel less separate from everything mm -hmm. and um, mm -hmm. feel that we are supported in spirit and just supported that we can support ourselves even if yeah. it's not a spirituality thing how mm -hmm. can we best support ourselves and um, having discernment as well in everything that we're reading how do we determine what resonates with us is mm -hmm. true and what mm -hmm. doesn't and i think that i think a good gauge for that is being able to you know hear something or even like if we're asking ourselves certain questions about ourselves you know to say does this feel like love or does it feel like fear sure. in my body mm -hmm. And if it feels like fear, mm -hmm. well, then we know that that's not the answer. If it feels like it's from coming from a place of love, then that resonates more as truth. And, and that's difficult. I mean, I've been yes. in a situation, even when the, the COVID first hit, I was like, oh, I could feel it in my stomach. I'm like, ooh, I'm feeling fearful. Like, what is, what's going to happen? Am I going to yep. lose my job? What's going to happen? Because yeah. that's all normal you know. human stuff, and we all went Yeah, through. and then it's like, wait a minute. Hold on, hold on. Let me not get into that fear, because, then, boy, I could tell some good stories about it, and I just keep going down this rabbit hole of yeah. emotions. Right. And it's like, okay, let me just stop. And so I was like, okay, let me not watch the TV. Because literally, my mom would literally sit there and just look at yeah, everything. And, and I'm like, mom, you're going to have to turn it off, because yep. it's just going to literally, like, basically suspend you from living right. you're just gonna just watch everything and the numbers are always going up and it's it paralyzing looks, yeah it, it very it very much so and so that was a very challenging thing where i said okay you know what let me let me breathe let me just yeah. be normal if i gotta put the mask on put the mask on but yeah. i'm not gonna allow this to Take have me stop my living world. my life either yeah. because that's like well, well what this is an everyday thing if you think about it there's right. always there's always someone being born there's always someone dying and, and 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 there's different degrees of how that happens but you can't stop living your life because you're so in fear and then it it will create certain issues within your life because of because of this false sense of not having security and that's why i say false sense well and i've had that experience yeah you know i i think that yeah, I've had that experience where when I do make a decision based on a fear, again, it doesn't end up turning out the way I would prefer. Yeah. And, um, but that's, and it's, and, it, and it's something there. that we're, we, it's to become skillful at mm -hmm. that is not always the easiest thing. And I mm -hmm. can't say that I've, you know, mm -hmm. I, I can't say that I've mastered that. Yeah. But it does seem like at, at times that it's certainly, it's gotten louder when I do make a decision mm -hmm. out of fear that yeah. where you know the results are 
much more profound um, now. So it's that mm -hmm. reminder of, okay, mm -hmm. take a moment, breathe, get back into the body, you yeah. know, and just really and ground and, and um, center myself, meaning just stay with the breath yeah. for a while before I even make any decision. Yeah. It's just... It sometimes it's hard. Like I said, I just picked my daughter from college. She uh, lives in Colorado. And so we always split up the drive in two days because it's like, I'm like, hell, I'm not driving no 16 hours. I'm sorry. Yeah, right. In a one day. So we usually drive for about eight hours mm -hmm. and then stop in Kansas City. And then in Kansas City, then we drive home. Now we take turns. I try to drive a little bit more because she was she spent her time in California for about a month. And she drove herself, which I was like, girl, you did that. you know. Mm -hmm. So I was like, let me pick up some of the slack for her driving. And so my thing is I have a bridge phobia, like anything with heights and bridges, I just go nuts. Mm -hmm. And what's interesting, I remember, cause like I said, we kind of going back to me being a young child, you know, seeing different things, having certain experiences, but I can remember being three years old and terrified of a bridge. Mm -hmm. And my parents would say, mm. like, how would a three-year-old know anything about a bridge? Right. But I would literally, they say, okay, we're going over the bridge. And I, my heart would just oh beat so fast and back then again this is in the 70s guys but you know we didn't have no car seats no boosters you know you didn't open the window yeah so i just i would undo my seatbelt, and i would literally get on the floor of the car and i would put my head up like this yeah and i'm like okay let me know when we're finished and they're like okay we're over the bridge and i would just get back up put my seat back on and sit back down like nothing but i would be terrified and so <laughs> i joke but i really think and it's funny my cousin same way she she's has a fit of fear bridges and things like that and i said you know what in my past life someone had to either knock me off a bridge i either jumped off or someone pushed me off i don't know one of the two but when i was driving here you know here comes this bridge i'm like oh lord and it's like in that very moment where you're like oh my gosh i'm gonna fall off i'm gonna fall off and then yeah. i said okay wait a minute let me breathe let me just center myself and let me just get over it and then it was one where we we're going down this hill and i was just like and my daughter's like mom i said don't start just let me let me break for a little bit because this is like a hill going down like yeah, a downgrade you're really and so tested. it's i've gotten better about it i mean i don't get as clammy hands as but but i think it's because i've done that drive a few times so i'm kind of familiar with it but like if it's a bridge i don't know i'm gonna literally have to research it how many miles how tall if it's over water it's just it's insane so that part is it's still challenging for me and again, that's just with the bridges, but just to think about life. It's like, if I'm having that a reaction with a bridge, yeah. that's just going over water and everything's fine. We'll just imagine all of these things being compiled to us. So I, I get that part where it can be a little challenging oh. and that fear. I really do. Yeah. And but I it's working through it. It's and that's the part it. where I, I've it. had to just like, you know, I'm going to have to drive over the damn bridge. I can't just, you know, right. stop and pull over roads. Right. Hey, girl, can you, you right. know, take over? She's tired. Right. I'm like, I just got to do it, you know? Right. So that's, it's like in that moment of fear where okay. you have to say, okay, it's okay. I can get through this. Right. Let me work through it. Okay, God, it wasn't so bad. I got to do it again, but I don't, I'm not looking forward to it, but I could get, I could get through it. And, and that's yeah. the thing I think of how I've worked on my challenges is, kind of just self-reflecting so okay what is it what's going on with this why am i feeling this way so and, and that's trusting hard. yourself trusting that you can get through it yeah 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 it's really hard but i think you said it i think that's the that's the challenging part is just knowing that it's it's not just about the fear that's created 
from the pandemic now mm -hmm. it's it's like you said just this compiling thing mm -hmm. and it's true for all of us right like yeah. there, i don't know that there's many of us that can say that we had had things you know going pretty easy prior to this i think mm -hmm. we all had something that we were working with or working on that was a challenge of some yeah. sort and or some fears and then mm -hmm. this really magnifies it and I think, in my opinion, too, is that, well, it doesn't mean that it's easy, but maybe mm -hmm. to look at it, too, that it certainly forces us mm -hmm. to yeah. really look at where we need to make changes. Yes. And where, you know, how do we lessen that load of fear um, in order to make it more manageable? And, and it comes down, I was just telling another friend how, Again, it comes back to now Michael Jackson, Man of the Mirror. You're like, what? What do you mean, Man of the Mirror? And it's yourself. However, I, we had a friend who was talking about her friends. Some of her friends were like negative, and you know, she's basically going on a friend a diet. Excuse me, a relationship mm -hmm. diet is what she called it. And I was like, interesting relationship diet. And she was saying, you know, I got to get rid of all the toxic people in my life. But what it comes back down to, it's still you. That's right. I like that you brought How they that said, don't shoot example. the messenger. And they're like, That's what the right. hell do you mean don't shoot the messenger? Yeah. Well, the person's only telling you what you were telling yourself. That's right. So again, if these people are having challenges within within your realm, your world, right. remember, because we all are individual worlds, right. you are the common denominator. And, and that's where it comes back to accountability, accountability. responsibility. Yes. Oh, it's easy for me to blame that person. That's right. You know, I've done it. I mean, we all we done. All we've all have. blamed people, and because that's just, that. Oh, that feels much and better. Oh, that's all their fault. And then there's just some people that you just need to get rid of, and it has nothing yes. to do with you. Exactly. Yeah, that's true too. Yeah, but <laughs> no. yeah, but it no, really but comes it's... back down to you are it, the it really common is. denominator. Right. If, if everyone is toxic, what right. is it that you are thinking toxic? You're right. thinking toxic. So now you've got these people around you that are toxic. They're only they're only playing a role, right? right? How Shakespeare says life is but a stage. Mm -hmm. People are only playing a role within your life. That's where the don't shoot the messenger comes from. Mm -hmm. Can't get mad at them. They're only telling you because that's what you tell yourself. And, so. you're, and, or, and you're accepting these certain things into your life because that that's how you feel about because that's yourself. The, exactly. So as hard as pills that swallow. Yes. It is. And there's different ways in which people mirror mirror to you yes they do so it's either something that you need to strengthen within yourself yes um and so or it's you know and some of it's as you said it, it's not necessarily something we want to look at it's as they would say our shadow side but shadow doesn't mean bad it just means that it's something that wants to be seen and integrated and, and but that we forward. deny yes. of ourselves yes and mm -hmm. it just needs to be integrated in a healthy way but yeah to come back to like the relationships where are we at right now and i think it's it's um I, I like that that example of like her saying it's toxic. Well, you know, again, let's take a look at ourselves and what is it? Mm -hmm. What is it that we need to know about ourselves? And it's and not it's not, not beating ourselves up. No, no, because right. it doesn't that's look disempowering the same way. Yes, as it is. well. Yes, it is. And 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 what it is is um, <laughs> excuse me, the thing about don't beat yourself up about it. You know, you only knew what you knew based on the vibration you were in that moment. You're like, what do you mean by vibration? Well. I was only, I only knew what I knew. Like, you know, sometimes we say, okay, let's say your, your father was very abusive, but, but then, you know, like, man, he really man, messed me up because of his abusiveness, but he may have only known what he'd known because maybe he was abused. You don't know. You don't know the other side. Right. That's where that compassion comes in and say, you know what? Yeah, that really hurt me and it really damaged me, but I release you. 
right. I'm not going to carry on that type of uh, energy with you because again you only knew what you knew yeah I forgive you but I'm going to release that and I can move on from it and that's the hardest part I think and we people don't know don't do enough releasing they don't even if it's with a toxic relationship hell I've right. had you know toxic relationship and people don't realize you know when you become con intimately connected with that person mm -hmm. you really do create this etheric cord within them yes. they give you they your cord their cord connects so you could not see this person for 20 years, yeah, but you connected. were still energy, energetically connected to that person. And there's, there was a release process I've done to release a lot of, you know, I say toxic uh, people in my life. I had to say, okay, what is it within myself that I'm attracting? And so once I figured it out, there's this really, I think I sent you that, this release process yeah. of, you know, releasing and then you do the thing and... And literally, it's like they don't exist anymore. You know, you still might have a little bit of these remnants of these um, feelings, but they really do dissipate over time. Because energetically, I'm not bound to that person anymore. And I think that's mm -hmm. a good thing to be talking about here, too, um, whether we do it during this cast or another one. But it's how do you go through the cord cutting process unless you think that's something you can discuss in a, in a more basic and then get into the detail later i don't know yeah we can and we, we could probably do another video on, video on the process of how to actually there release is. people and i will say that yeah. i've even had friends that like as they have done their cord cutting of of past partnership when they said like oh my god it, it, this is unreal i haven't heard from them from these ex-partners it's weird it's like they didn't exist and they were but they were calling her yes and yes. saying, are you okay? I'm just oh, checking yeah. up but on see, you. Now that's deep. Yeah. Now, now, now you were saying that the person did a release of yeah, this the relationship, the release. right? Yeah. And all of a sudden, they haven't talked to them in years, but then they say, hey, you were on my mind. What's yes. up? You're like, wait a yeah. second. And this was within just days, just a couple days of having. So, so if you don't believe in an energetic connection, mm -hmm. how do you explain that? That right. the person's calling and saying, hey, I'm checking it. How's everything going? I haven't talked to you in 10 years. And I've heard that time yeah. and again. Yes. That's yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So there is a way to work through all of that. And I think and the important part is not only just the, the process of doing that energetic cutting, but also um, recognizing those aspects of yourself on and why those certain individuals were called into yes. your life to begin with. Why did you or why did the circumstance happen in which you were attracted? And yeah. so again, mm -hmm. it just mm -hmm. is energetically, you will be attracted to that certain person for yeah. a very specific reason. Mm -hmm. So, and if you don't prefer yeah. to have that type of, you know, uh, partnership or friendship is to say, okay, what, mm -hmm. I'm going to keep calling the same thing in mm -hmm. unless I can really, you know, strengthen or heal or integrate that part of me yeah. that wants to keep making those same connections. Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting because I can think about like even, um, judgment of a partner that I had too, where, um, I think I, I would judge him on, uh, I'd have to think of some of the specifics, but mm -hmm. I remember just having very specific, pretty harsh judgments on, in my mind on certain things that he would do. Yeah. And then, and then I would catch myself mm -hmm. after I stepped, you know, I could step away from a little bit farther and go, yeah, you know what, is that something I do? Yeah, sure enough. Is that really <laughs> yeah. something that I yeah. do? Oh, and yeah. I'm judging the hell out of him in my yeah. head and I'm going, mm -hmm. oh my God, that thinking that's so annoying. How can he? And then like really looking at it going, yeah, well, 
Mm -hmm. uh, that's precisely what I do as well. So um, it's really becoming aware. And it, oh yeah. And it kind of, you know what? And, and it, in the end, I, you know, at first, like it felt, I felt a little shy about like being able to look at myself like mm -hmm. that. But then mm -hmm. it was, it was freeing. It was so it's okay, I'm human, yeah. because it's, then there's no judgment in it. Yeah. Say, I shouldn't be judging him, nor should I judge myself with those certain things. But, but then we also want to change people, and I know and I got married at a young age, you know, my early 20s, and so hell, I, again, I didn't know who I was. I was going through this trauma of finding how my dad died, and then, you know, I get married, and we have a baby, so we're young and going through our struggles. Yeah, I did that young one thing, yeah. But because of that trauma, I was like, I don't want to. I want to change. I want to change them for the better. Like all if right. I change them, I think and we control all them, then nothing story. bad happens. I mean, we've all got down that Yeah. Road, I think. So yeah. I really, as you get older, you say, you know what? You have to fully accept that person for who they are. We can't judge them. We can't. We don't want to ever change them because, again, when you try and change someone and they do change for you, mm -hmm. it's temporary. They're gonna they're gonna resent you no matter what. So right. it's definitely, yeah. Yeah, I think it's... Well, just as we can say, we'd be resentful for the times when we've changed. Oh, yeah. We've made our changes. If that wasn't a, if that wasn't a change that we were really heartfelt and Exactly. And, you know, and, that, and that's the whole energetic thing, too, where um, I had to take a closer look at myself as well when, you know, after having had a couple of partners mm -hmm, and then mm -hmm. really feeling like, okay, this is what... In my mind, I realized is what I thought was the perfect masculine, right? Yeah. Like, and, and interesting enough, even these partners that I had left that I necessarily wouldn't, obviously didn't, you know, want to be with anymore, I still had, of course, there were certain aspects of each of them mm -hmm. that I really was drawn to, that I really liked, yeah. like, that was part of the perfect masculine. Mm -hmm. And so I realized that I had constructed this perfect man in my mind yeah. that, like, you know, had a little bit of him, mm -hmm. and the best of him, and the little best of him, and yeah. a little best best of him and and then I was now projecting it onto the man that was now in my life mm -hmm. this is the perfect masculine this yeah. is the, and then I was in my mind judging him of like well if he could just do this and he could just because like you know yeah. this person would always be organized yeah. this person would always <laughs> like you know be really on top of you know how he looked and you know like so yeah. now there's judgment on this new person in yeah. my life because he and they don't even know he didn't they don't even know because <laughs> he know. doesn't fit this masculine yeah. that I had created this whole character in yeah. my mind of what mm -hmm. the perfect man and this, yeah. and, this, and this damn man that's in my life just can't get it right <laughs> and why does he get it right like, and he's like i'm just being me like i didn't even realize i was supposed to be this, three other aspects of someone else right and yeah and we all do that. Just oh, go yeah, that that's what oh, i yeah. constructed yeah yeah and i've definitely done that yeah and yeah. to say like no this he is his own person being able to um to acknowledge and then, and I would say, while I was having those thoughts, I also, to be fair to myself, mm -hmm. there were a lot of things about him that mm -hmm. I was saying I really value those things. Sure. And but again, and 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 it's okay to have preference. I also give myself yeah that grace as well. That it's very authentic and real to say while I might get annoyed by certain things, um, like that, and that necessarily I shouldn't judge. It's okay to have preference so but there is a difference right between mm -hmm. I feel between yeah. judgment oh yeah and choice oh yeah oh yeah definitely yeah yeah because judging it's like well there's always something wrong you know and it's again we we judge ourselves the harshest but then you know we're judging other people just as bad and we don't need to do that <coughs> because you're not going to get anywhere because you're always going to find fault within a person and again we are all imperfect people and that's okay but for us to even add more 
harshness, more judgment on the person, it, it's just definitely, yeah. You and I could say I've been a receiver of that for sure, too. Oh, yeah, I have too, definitely. Well, this is what yeah. a relationship looks like, and that's being yeah. projected onto me. This yeah. is how, you know, the woman that loves me mm -hmm. is going to behave. See. And I've had to say that this is now a boundary for me, and that's oh, created yeah. some issues. Oh, yeah. Where I've said, no, you know what, I can't. That's not who I am. Yeah. And so now yeah. it's a matter of boundary to say, I understand that's what you think, th I understand that's what you're saying you need. Mm -hmm. And I respect that. Yeah. And what's also true is that that's not who I am. Exactly. And so if I do that, mm -hmm. I'm now abandoning myself. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, I, like I said, I've had that where this is what the woman in my life should, this is the feminine. Mm -hmm. This is mm -hmm. what I, you know, what they believe the feminine looks like. Yeah. And yeah. so, you know, and it is like, one of the things that I had um, done some exploring in is the shamanic aspect or view on that. And that is um, just really coming to that place where we recognize that ultimately we have, we each have that masculine and feminine, and feminine within yes. ourselves. Everybody. And yep. so it really has less to do with finding that perfect, like say, as a, you're finding that perfect masculine if you're a feminine. Yeah. Um, it's more to do with finding that balance of your, of our masculine and feminine within ourselves instead of projecting it onto the other person. Yes, exactly. And, and that's that's a key is projecting. Yes. You know, again, right. it's like I'm projecting my issues onto someone else, mm -hmm. and it's like, wait a minute, it's not their issues or your own. But again, I don't want to be accountable. I just want to get my baggage and give it to you, and then <laughs> right. go run away. Yeah. And yeah. I keep wondering, I'm running, and they're still right behind me. Like, you well, know. Yeah. Yeah. And you're still, but you're, we're still carrying our baggage, and then we're then we run to the next relationship, and here we are carrying the same baggage, and and it's really it's just it's. A different person that we're dealing with but it's but it's not because yeah. now we're we're still greeting that person with the same projections that yeah. we hold on to within ourselves well and that's where I think again doing that work and I don't even like to say work but it's kind of that empowerment within yourself yes. why it's so important because it does really keep you grounded and keeps you looking at the bigger picture of things um, again, like so that's why I do my mantras. That's why I do my shield protection because all this negativity that's being thrown at you. I mean, mm -hmm. it's, I mean, I would have lost my mind <laughs> a long time ago. You know, yeah. having a, a just being bombarded. Yeah, with bombarded all kinds of energy. just all kinds of energy. And so, yeah, definitely, I think that empowerment within yourself is so important. And you have to work on do that every day. In some way, whether it's five days a week, whether it's seven days a week, whether it's three days a week, whatever. Sitting but there's something. in silence yeah. or just, or just right, affirming things to yourself. Or affirmations, you know? whatever, yeah. whatever resonates um, that that helps a person just calm and be quiet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah without distraction. Exactly. Oh, yeah, definitely. You said this, you do a lot of sh shamanic journeying, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. So that's even with drumming and... Um, really just some journey work on my own and everything but I think we don't really have I don't know that it's necessary to have to no. go into any long elaborate practice I no think oh no really it's just a matter of how do we shut things off long enough to just really hear our own voice within and to really just really I think distraction is the biggest yeah part. oh yeah distraction constantly constantly and it's so funny because it's like life will move you 
you know, no matter what. If, if you're, yeah, yeah. It just, and, and, that's, and it is hard. Like, we can talk about, oh, we can yeah. be preaching all day long oh, about, yeah. like, let's take a moment and shut everything mm -hmm, off. Mm -hmm. and, and, and then a lot of times I'll say, well, I don't, you know, I don't have time for that right now. Of course I do. But, you know, yeah, it, yeah. Like, and sometimes we don't want, sometimes I don't want to hear what myself yeah. has to say that sure. day because mm -hmm, sometimes mm -hmm. it's a little difficult to listen to. Mm -hmm. um, but, but it is necessary because it, I feel it. If I haven't done that, yeah. For oh yeah. A day. Oh yeah. Yeah. I've actually created a habit where I do the mantras, and again, we can do a separate video on what the mantras look like, um, mm -hmm. and and even releasing people what that looks like. But mm -hmm. it, I've created a habit. So when I would go to work, I would do it every day, five days a week, and it really helped ground me in the morning. Because I should meditate, and I'm bad about meditating like they tell me all the time my guide's like you need to meditate I'm like I know and I <laughs> I'm not there right I'm now. not there yet yeah um but I mean I've done it I've mm -hmm. kind of left my body <laughs> had an interesting experience meditating and so I was like okay let me just I could just meditate for for 10-15 minutes with my eyes open because it's funny how they tell you to meditate with your eyes closed yeah. and when you close your eyes you're always thinking about your thoughts and what what's going on in the day but if you meditate with your eyes open it's kind of like you know us where you feel more focused you feel you're it's weird you're actually more focused yeah okay. even the times i have meditated with my eyes open you just pick an object focus on it and then it's crazy it's like your thoughts just disappear because you're focusing on that object. So that might eyes actually closed. be a good way for a beginner to start. Yes. Is actually do it with, with your eyes, eyes open. open. Even maybe a candle burning so that you're very focused on even the flame. Yeah. So yeah. that you're even hyper focused. Um, so I actually have to create a habit of doing that now. <laughs> now that I have time, yeah. I can do that. But I, I think when you create a habit of doing something for to sure. help you, then you're dedicating, you, you're you're dedicating, dedicating for yourself. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's self-love. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, definitely. To say, I'm important enough right now to say that every day, no matter what, I choose to make these things exactly. happen for me. Yes. It, yeah. And that's that moment of silence and whatever that looks like, or that's those affirmations. Mm -hmm, it's, mm -hmm. yeah. And it's not just like a, a one-sentence affirmation. I mean, these are literally paragraph affirmations that I say to myself. And there's 20 of them. Um, I think I've sent you the LED yes. Light Jackson is a, a great um, channel source, but it's a lot of these really cool books. But one of them is I Am Mantras. And it's literally 20 mantras, you know, different things you tell yourself. Because again, you don't really need anyone to tell you because you're telling, you're affirming within yourself. And it's not in a conceited type of way. It's just saying, no, this is I am love. I am confident. I am intelligent. I am, you know, all of these things. And the more you tell yourself, the more you start to believe that right. and say, well, damn, yeah, I am that. That's right. You know, I am, I am That's that right. I am, right? That's right. I, whatever you say behind I am is what you affirm, no matter what it is. Well, and so. it is. It's, it's powerful on yeah. many layers and more layers than, oh, yeah. than I think, you know, we recognize is that, like you said, it's first of all, you do start to, it's really you're talking to the subconscious too. Oh, yeah. You say, okay, I am all of these things, all oh, yeah. these powerful things. And it does have an effect the more that you do it. Because I'm sure you've noticed. Oh, my gosh, yes. I've noticed a difference by oh, my gosh, the yes. I am affirmations. And um, that's part of my meditation as well. Mm -hmm. And um, it really can uh, change. It changes how you oh, feel yes, about yourself. Oh, yes, it does. Yes, it does. By doing it. And again, I mean, I was in relationships that were not good relationships. But because my self-worth mm -hmm. was low. That's right. And so I didn't feel a certain way about myself because I was an ab abandonment. Right. You know, I'm an abandoned child because my dad's right. not there and, mm -hmm. you know, everything else. So that, that was 
part of my issue is abandonment. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes I would feel, oh, things aren't working out. I'm just going to run. Or, you know, I would attract certain things to where there were some challenges. And I'm like, oh, Lord, what's going on? Well, I'm not having a lot of self-worth within me. So you're going to keep attracting these same type of people. And really, I noticed when I started doing those mantras, it's probably been about a year and a half, almost two years now. And I've, I've tracked my soulmate now because of it, but because I've started affirming, putting back within me, that was always there. Mm, yes. Like I was born yeah. into love with all of these amazing things. Right. And then society has, and the experiences have taken that away in a sense. Yes. So I'm basically taking all that back, affirming all of that back of knowing who I am. So, yeah. So it's a lot. <laughs> look, look we're, we're spiritual people, you know, again, who uh, um, definitely think very deep. Yeah. But yet we're still very normal. I, I, I don't even like to say the word normal. I think it's yeah. funny how people think because you're spiritual and you believe you love crystals and hugs trees, right. which don't knock it, by the way. I've right, hugged right, the tree right. and it was no, amazing. That's right. amazing. We can hug some trees. It's fine. Yeah. But, I'll hug some trees. Yeah, exactly. But it's funny how everyone has this concept of what a spiritual person yeah. looks like. Right. Like they got to be this hippie type, you know, doing all these different things. And it's right. like, no, you, we could be really, we're real people who right. just are aware. It's really about wanting to explore. Yes, right? definitely. And to just say, I know this is what we've been told to believe about this, that, or the other thing, but mm -hmm. I'm saying, and I've always been like that since I was a kid, yeah. to say, yeah, and, and what else? Yeah, what exactly. Else is yes, there? curious. Yeah. And, and you know what? Always remaining curious. I was even telling my soulmate, I was like, you know what? Always having that childlike imagination. You know, we are all children. Right. To believe that you to always believe can. In, and we believe in everything. Right. We believe we can fly. And, right. and, oh, my gosh, I saw a dinosaur. And I was doing this in my imagination. Right. And then, you know, people say, oh, no, you can't do that. Right. Even uh, Steve Harvey had said one. I remember it was a, his stand-up comic. And he was saying how he was a kid. I think he might have been second or third grade. And the teacher said, hey, write what you want to be when you grow up. And he's like, oh, police officer, fireman, things like that. He's like, oh, I'm going to be on TV. And so his teacher's like, oh, no, you're not. I mean, that is the most despicable thing ever. Like, how dare you tell me that? And he's like, uh, okay, Heffa. You know, like, you know, he, he was yeah, kind of right, joking. Right. And he was like, and she's like, I'm going to tell your mom. You're going to put the note on there and everything. And so he had to pin the note. And he, you know, she, she told his mom. So he gets up. She's like, boy, would you get in trouble? What'd you do now to the teacher? He's like, mom, I just said I was going to be on TV. And she's like, okay, that's the most asinine thing. And he's like, damn, Heffa, like, really, you too? <laughs> So then she's like, wait till I tell your dad, you know, and then he's like, oh boy, I'm going to get beat down now. Right. So of course his dad comes home and he's like, what happened now? And he's like, I just said I was going to be on TV. I, I, that's what I'm going to do. And he was like, you know what? You, you, what I want you to do is every day you look at that paper and you affirm, mm. you read it aloud that you're going to be on mm -hmm. TV. And he choked up because he was like, mm. he believed in me enough. Yeah, it might not have been, he might have said, well, I don't know if that's going to be true, but I'm not going to shatter his dreams. If he says he's going to be on TV, he's going to be on TV. And I think that even made me say, you know what? It's just that little, that simple thing. Like we take this, this dream of what we want in our life and it gets shattered and taken away from us. And we say we can't do anything. But yet it's not that we could never do it. It's just we didn't have people to believe in us because we didn't believe in ourselves. We didn't know we're kids, but we kind of grew up with that same thing of thinking, you know, I don't know if I can do this. 
I think we've all heard the stories too of that, you know, the ones who end up really making a name for themselves, they happen to be the individuals too that had, they felt like for them that they had no one. Yeah. Not even that, not a father figure, no one, that they had all the naysayers mm -hmm. that, that were there surrounding them through most of their journey when they first started and yet they did it. They ended up on top of that mountain because they did. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. And um, I think what's equally true, I just, what do we say to ourselves? You yeah. know, the, mm -hmm. again, that self-talk. And I mean, oh, I had gosh, a conversation yeah. with myself the other day where yeah. I was, I was thinking, why am I always in the situation where I feel like I'm having to defend myself? Mm -hmm. Why do I feel like there's always this judgment mm -hmm. that's being projected onto me? Mm -hmm. And this has been going on for too long and I am just really pulling back from it and going and thinking about in my mind that I'm having this dialogue of where I'm defending myself yeah. with this person or that person. This is what's happening in my mind all yeah. day long. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, well, of course it's showing up on the outside. Of course. Of course I'm having to, I've been rehearsing it in my head and all day. And if you spent let's say eight hours of thinking negatively right. for however long, guess what's going to happen? It's right. going to manifest in some way. Absolutely. And then you say, damn, this happened. Well, if I think about all the thoughts I've been having for X, Y, Z, so now I need to figure out, I need to change my thoughts. How I mean, you change your thoughts, you change your life. And, it, and that's the same thing for me. I have to say, okay, what, what am I affirming within myself? You know what? This ain't working. Let me change it. And that's when right. I start saying, you know what? No, I'm going to start affirming things that I want in my life. And being conscious about being the words we're using, yes. even the words that we're speaking. Exactly. Right? Because so, words vibrate. They have yes. a vibration. Yeah, Everything right. has a vibration. And so what you say, you are commanding to the universe. Like literally your words are commanding what you want in, within the universe. Right. Well, and as they say, right, thoughts are, are thoughts electric. Yeah. And, and feelings are things. magnetic. And yeah. so but together, a thought that has a feeling attached yes. to it is now oh, electromagnetic. Boy. Oh, yeah. And so then it's powerful. If oh, we yeah. keep having the same, and, these, and I know that these are, this is some basic stuff, but I mean, it, it's, 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 because it's basic, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's really the foundation. Yeah. Um, of where we to, to spend the most time um, working on, knowing again that thoughts are magnetic and feelings, or sorry, electric and feelings mm -hmm. are magnetic. And so if we mm -hmm. keep having the same thought every day with oh, the yeah. same it feeling builds, attached to what? it, it over momentum. and over and over, it absolutely does. It and then, momentum. then it mm -hmm. manifests either as someone in our life or the circumstance in our life or a disease in our body. Yes. And so to say, okay, now that could create fear at first thought, right? But I choose not to, no, I'm not going to fear that. I can find myself empowered by it to say, mm -hmm. all right, now that I'm aware of that, I can choose not to plug into that. I can choose not to give that thought the energy that I had all these other times because before. Because it, it does become a thought form. And that actually becomes almost a separate entity within itself. If you know you see someone or like the little cartoon that has like some a dark cloud over them. Like they're right. walking and they have this right. umbrella yeah. and everyone around them is all sunny, but yet you've got this cloud. Well, mm -hmm. think about it, that is your thoughts. Right. So if you're constantly thinking negative thoughts, it is like a cloud. You know, yeah. So I think people need to be more more aware of that, and I, I hope so. Just with everything going on, twenty twenty is all about seeing what you want your life to look like, literally. And this is challenging. It's funny because they're all telling us what our life's going to look like, versus we need to start telling ourselves yeah, what we, we want our life to look to like, not not what media like. or what society wants to tell us. And that's, that's right. exactly what they're doing right now. So it's important to be aware.
So again, yes, to come back to being aware of our thoughts. And again, how can we empower ourselves through this? Now, if, if, it, if it is true, which it is, right, that, mm -hmm. again, that that we're putting that out there by having the same thought with the same feelings, um, but we can be empowered knowing that by, we can choose not to plug into that certain thought. We can see it come into our mind mm -hmm. and, and be aware that it's there, but if we don't give it the energy, if we don't continue, you know, focusing on that same thought, it doesn't have any power at all. Nope. Can't and move. we can choose mm -hmm. to go in a different direction. Yeah, exactly. And then just because we have the thought doesn't mean anything. I mean, it would have to happen over and over again. We can have, at any point, choose. I no longer am going to plug into this thought and give it energy. Yep. I'm going to think of something positive. I'm going to, I'm going to think about something that I do prefer to experience. I do yeah. prefer to bring into mm -hmm. my reality. Yeah. And, and, and again, it's a daily thing, but then once, the more you do it, the more you're going to say, okay, yes. well, I don't have to put as much work or energy into, now I got to figure out what am I thinking because it, it just now it's naturally. Now you're created this program. It's the same thing with food. It's like, you know, well, gosh, it seems like I'm always reaching to eat that cake. I, again, I'm not a big dessert person, but I've trained myself to say, you know what, I, I'm going to want sweets certain time of the month that's when i want it that's right and guess it. what when that happens I, I i eat it for a few days and i don't right. beat myself up about it and then guess what the whole month goes the rest of the few weeks and i don't want it right but i've trained myself to say you know what i don't beat myself up for something if i want something i enjoy it and say get and gratitude the too. and then you right. move on no but then you've created this again this programming as to huh okay well yeah i thought about that but it's not it's not the end of the world I move on, I let it go, I'll, next time I'll just have a better thought or make a better decision and that's just kind of how you go about your day. So it's not like you have to say, gosh, you're going to be aware of my thoughts every single no, damn day. It's like, no, because that creates neuroses It creates, too, yeah. But when you are conscious hard, of it, right? then you do it for a little bit of time, then it's like, it's just, it just is, you know, you don't have to... Well, no, and I think that's a good thing that Dr. De Dr. Joe Dispenza talks a lot about yeah. that. Oh, about, yes. About being I love aware, that. yes, being aware of your thoughts. And, and again, like you said, being conscious of not judging it. So what? And so this is the deep part don't. I love about Joe Dispenza when he was saying that if you think about a mood, mm -hmm. right? You know, you're in a bad mood. What's going on? Mm -hmm. I'm not in a bad mood. Yeah, sure. Come on. What's going on? And they say, well, this happened, da, 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 da. Well, even my, uh, Pat, you met spiritual coach. She even says that if we don't release that within 20 to 24 to 48 hours, that now becomes kind of like Joe Dispenza talks a personality, mm -hmm. right? And so it's like, well, now this mood, you know, see, man, you know, that, that's a grumpy old man. Mm -hmm. Well, wait, why is the guy grumpy for? Right. Well, he might've been grumpy from 20 years ago that something happened, mm -hmm. but he never He's released that grumpiness. Right. So now that became him. He became a grumpy old person based off of an experience based off of one experience that happened in this life and that's why it's so important to where we don't stay within our mood because it can become part of our personality and then like you said we do internalize that to where mm -hmm. we, we create this dis-ease right. disease if you think about dis-ease within the body right so it is it's very important why we have to again release and let go of things because we really can you know be our own demise in a sense with our thoughts and again and there too awareness is the first is the first step yeah yeah you know how did i get here exactly you know, what am i holding on to that just wants yeah. my attention in order to be released yes and i think part of what he talks about too is 
again, just on a ever like a moment by moment basis, is again observing mm -hmm. their just our individual thought patterns, and then and when it is negative, recognizing like I don't know, maybe I'm thinking about something in particular that I read in the news and now I'm ruminating yeah. about oh, it still Lord, an yes. hour later and, mm -hmm. I, and no, I don't want to be there an hour later still. Oh, yeah. So maybe after I read that article and I start ruminating, I'll give myself, you know, that five minutes to be pissed off or whatever it is and yep. then I could say, okay, you know what, I'm choosing to unplug from that narrative now Yeah. and I'm consciously going to place this other thing that I do prefer in its place. And so, and, and obviously, and I think what he really teaches though is like not even waiting that five minutes. So yeah. if I'm talking about, I'm really, I'm beating myself up again mm -hmm. and I'm on this tangent, okay, you know, I'm, I'm hating, hating my hair, I hate my thighs or I hate whatever it is. <laughs> just yeah. be like, yeah. okay, I'm gonna stop yeah. this in his tracks right now yeah. in mid-sentence and they yes. have these positive things already mm -hmm like just pre-noted so that I can very quickly yeah. insert that positive affirmation. It's like, in that and guess place, what, at least I have thighs. Up, at least right? I have, you know, hair. At least I have, I, I'm able to walk, I'm able to talk, I'm able to eat, I'm able to see, I'm, I'm able to, I'm, I'm gratitude. Well, how we I'm can grateful. start getting into the whole manifestation yeah. of just changing all together. How yeah. we can start thinking how beautiful we are and not only that we're now going to you know, we're going to put off that energy mm -hmm. of, of self-acceptance, which is always yes. beautiful. Yep, no matter what. Just I mean, we all know everything. those people, too. I mm -hmm. talk to my daughters about it all the time, mm -hmm. where, you know, they have the one or two people in their class that, like, maybe they're not even, an, they're not necessarily an athlete. They're not necessarily the smartest kid in the class. Yeah. They're maybe not even the most attractive. Mm -hmm. But yet they shine. They have oh, an yeah. essence they to have them that, inner that is so bright. Oh, yeah. And and really, what, what we're all feeling is mm -hmm. that confidence. Yes. And it's not even necessarily anything that they're saying in particular nope. it's just that they exude that radiance and oh, people yeah. are attracted to that yeah, radiance that light. Other people to say yeah. I don't know why I'm just attracted to that person I don't know why and that same person mm -hmm. is the one that like no one really can dislike I mean yeah, yeah maybe yeah. you have someone who can really muscle through and oh, dislike yeah. them anyway yeah but it's it's that confidence that real strong sense of self that they have that it doesn't matter you can just see that about them it doesn't matter who's in the room mm -hmm. it doesn't matter they're going to say and do yeah what they and they're also but they're also very kind and i yeah. think that there's a combination of things and i think you don't wear your emotions because if you think about someone who's like let's say they're older and then you say or you're not even older you could say hey that person lived a really hard life mm -hmm. well you don't even know the person how do you know but again you know when you're wearing your emotions you're not releasing that it's it's, it really does show up. Um, you do internalize that within yourself. That does too. So yeah. while you can see the person who's very radiant, you also not recognize someone else who really is carrying the heavier, yeah, heavier, heavier load. Stuff, oh yeah, do, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's deep. And I think, and it is. It's a challenge um, after having carried that same emotion mm -hmm. for so long or carrying that same experience and maybe it was, it's, it, it, it seems, it can maybe seem a challenge to reroute, mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. change, mm -hmm. but it, uh, you know, it certainly is possible. Anything's possible. I mean, it really is like, and that's why I say, you know, my journey, even going through the trauma, it's, it's like, again, I didn't become dependent on you know, any type of addiction because I was just like, well, I have a kid. I don't want to, you know, have to now, you know, go through challenges with that, you know, have me had some type of addiction. So I really just think it comes down to saying, okay, what's the bigger purpose in life? And, and that's where, 
I put a lot of my focus on and that's what really got me to look at things from a bigger perspective and be compassionate at the same time. Yeah, I mean, and there's different things that definitely bring in that compassion piece. And I can say from my own experience, too, that, like, I mean, on the um, addiction piece of it, and now, thankfully, it was something where I could consider it more of an experience rather sure. than an addiction. Yeah. I mean, after having had a, a divorce um, from someone who was in my life for half my life at that time mm -hmm. and having three children. Oh yeah. You know, like that was a horrible, challenging time. But um, you know, and then again, having so many things mm -hmm. at once um, to be burdened with. For me, you know, I had a period of my life where mm -hmm. I leaned on alcohol more than I, yeah. you know, would have wanted to. Yeah. And so, but that in itself too. That took me down, that I've had, you know, quite a few experiences around around that, too, mm -hmm. and judgment from mm -hmm. others, mm -hmm. and shame, mm -hmm. and, like, yeah. really having to dig deep to find my own self-love around that and to forgive myself, oh, yeah. where it's like, you know, um, because I had been challenged that point of, of drinking heavier than I than I would have wanted to mm -hmm. during that period of time when I was trying to cope and didn't have the skills to do it yeah. um, forever ended up having to fight the judgment around that sure and so you know I it really not only did it help me meet some really fascinating beautiful sensitive souls but um, that had also had those same challenges to see like how they were just very sensitive souls that they mm -hmm. they did end up um, mm -hmm. having just a very human experience that they yeah. continued to be judged for. Yeah. And so again, it comes down to compassion. And I had a not only not only did that teach me compassion for others, but not to again not to judge others, but I you know a many years compassion for myself. Oh yeah. And that's the hard. I mean, I was married to a, you know an alcoholic, so I, I think that was part of the reason I was like, well, damn, I can't be one too. <laughs> I can be strong yeah, for my that. kids and, and, and somebody because, you know, I was already going through the trauma of that and then dealing with someone who is an alcoholic and then you've mm -hmm. got three children that you have to raise. So that was very challenging because then it was like, oh, gosh, you know, what do I do through all of this, you know? And I, I don't know, I just kind of look back and say, gosh, boy, I had some challenges. And I, I, yeah, but yeah. I got through them, yeah, you know, and I, I think yeah. not really, like you said, just having that compassion and saying, you know what? I can't judge him. He's going through his thing. Yet at the same time, I still have to have my boundaries and say this is not appropriate for right. my children yeah. to see me accepting this type of behavior either. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I stayed for about 12 years and I was like, I got to go after I just couldn't anymore. So, And I feel like there is an important distinction to make there too where I feel that um, there's a few different ways to look at at substance abuse or misuse or addiction mm -hmm. and I think in my own opinion you know that there's individuals that they'll go through periods of their life where it becomes mm -hmm. a profound experience sure and then a choice is made to do differently um, and to become more skillful mm -hmm. with managing life's circumstances, and then there's individuals that they're really that they really are okay yeah. with where they're at when they're if they're misusing, 
and it still continues to affect other people. And yeah. then there's those that just get in so deep and they don't want to be where they're at. Yeah. And they're in such shame and in such hell and they're in such And they're in a little space. And, they're, and they yeah. don't know how to pull themselves yeah. out of it. Yeah. And they end up spending years or a lifetime doing yeah. it and they don't have anyone yeah. to help them and yeah. they don't and no one and everyone's lost any hope yeah. and they had they're long past any oh, yeah. hope for themselves oh, yeah. and so um i think that could be another topic too because that's a really tragic thing yes it is and yeah it does teach again compassion yeah but there are a lot of people that do suffer um alone yeah, and thing. see, that's where I, I still, again, that's a whole nother separate video, but about the spiritual side of things yeah. when it comes to addictions. And right. I was just telling, talking about my soulmate about, you know, when you, in a sense, have this so-called high or whatever that is, your body, it's like your soul kind of leaves because you, everyone, we have all these chakras. We've got a crown chakra. Well, you open that up mm -hmm. and that soul kind of leaves and then there's something else that comes in. Mm -hmm. And believe me, I've seen it even with with uh, my ex about when he, his eyes would shift. And I would, I would first it freaked me out, like, who the heck is that? Mm -hmm. You know, say some really nasty things. And again, because you would say, oh, well, the person, when they're sober, oh man, they're amazing. But when they're drunk, oh my gosh, you're horrible. Well, it's in a sense, it's not really them. It's something within them. It's people want to deny that. Right. But that's where that, I say that entities, you do invite that in, which they feed on the fear. The they feed on the negativity. They feed on the, mm -hmm. you know, the, destruction of your life right you know and when you become aware of that if people can see those things because they it would, really does change you it right? does then change it, you it's not it's not quite you anymore no, nope not quite you anymore yeah you can see it night and day like you'll see someone even if they are on drugs and you know they might have been you know very healthy and 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 and, and just a really great person and they still are Absolutely. they're a broken person but yet they they don't love themselves mm -hmm. and so their body in a sense it's like They've got all these things on their body, but because it's like their soul is just being drained. The life is literally being sucked out of them. And then when you see them when they're sober and they're healthy and they're clean, you're like, oh my God, you're a totally different person. Well, again, that entities, you know, they, That's they, they breed, they, they, they want that experience. They're going to get it some way. Yeah, I think the only, I would add there too, for me, I think that, I know that the term broken is used a lot. Yeah. And that I think for me is like, because that is more, it feels disempowering, it feels, but I I think that it is a matter of really being in that weakened state. And the soul sure. fragmentation. And that's, what I think, where that broken comes from. It's like my soul is right. fragmented. Fragmented, not like in the mainstream version yeah. of broken, because broken almost implies ir like unrepairable. Exactly. Where yeah. no. again, it, it is. It's a. It, and someone would argue, is it a matter of choice or not a choice? Well, certainly it is for many. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Say, or at least some. And and it's not a judgment but even within that. It's just sometimes yeah, I have not. a certain experience, and they think that's their only way out. To help numb the pain but yet right. I, my mom would always say hey just because you get away from the pain believe me when you come back it's still there oh. you know and again there are a lot of people hurting and I and that's where the compassion comes in but I say you know what you're it's a lot more you have to deal with because of that and I think that um, I think misuse or addiction is something that's good to talk about during these times too, because I have to imagine mm -hmm. that oh, there's yeah, a lot a... of people that are going, you know what, this oh, is yeah. the one last straw. Yeah. I can't. I'm about to lose my house. I lost right. my job. So I've got all these it. things going on. So, 
why why am what I am here? I gonna what am I gonna, yeah, what am what I gonna lean on? on? Yeah, right? and because I, like I can't I don't wanna be in my head all day yeah, long. I get right? it. I get so it. So how do we how do we get real with that? Yeah. And it comes down to again, you know, what do I want my life to look like? Right. Not what TV tells me I'm my life is going to look it like. Now or I'm yep. Face it later. And let me work through this. But there. no matter what, it's it's going to be there, and I got to work through it. There is a brighter side to things. Well, there is, and I think again, even if that means getting pissed off before getting fearful. Yeah. And that is like some of the things that we've been hearing in the mm -hmm. media mm -hmm. and from any news outlet. Um, again, that confusion that then leads to fear, that leads to feeling helpless or yes, hopeless. Yes. And, and that on top of everything else that happens in our daily lives, like it's, mm -hmm. um, how do we turn that into something more constructive, right? Yeah. So even how again, like that? I said, and I, when I say anger, I don't mean, you know, go out and hurt someone. I yeah. mean, like really just being able to... Well, just, just life in general. It's like, well, gosh, it seems like everything is just negative 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 right and again what what can i even do about it like i feel like you said the hopeless thing what can i do about it and i think it is saying you know what no i'm not going to believe this bs that's that they're telling me right i don't i feel something else is going on what is it i don't know mm -hmm. but how can i ch uh, you know channel that and say you know what that's not going to be me i'm not going to live in fear i'm still going to do what i need to do when it comes to going to the grocery store taking a walk in the park or um, even it's just going to the gym or just little, you know, watching a funny movie, you Whatever know, something. Whatever it is to stay conscious. Yeah, to stay yeah, conscious and aware so of things. I don't things. need to lean, lean on too much something that helps me escape. Yeah. Um, something, you know, is more constructive. Sometimes we don't feel like doing that, and I get it. But, I mean, again, it's that crutch. We don't want something mm -hmm. to become a crutch. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I don't want to yeah. sound like I'm preaching here. No, so it's no. Like, there's been times, I mean, I've been sad, obviously, a lot. I, it's funny, I, I don't mind crying. And I would say when I would feel really sad in, in that moment, sometimes I would, like, watch a sad movie just so I can get all these tears out and just cry it out, and then I would feel better. Or if I say, you know, God, I'm feeling kind of blah. You know what? I need to find, watch something funny. And I would literally, and it just light my mood and just change just like that. So it's like taking those little actions that are so small, but they really do help. Maybe yeah. it's even about just like finding something that helps just move that emotion in exactly. any way possible. Yeah, I'll tell you, for me, mm -hmm. I mean, I I think I had. It was interesting. I would always say that I was really good about expressing my emotions. Sure. And then it turns out, as I looked at it a little bit closer, now I was really good about talking about my emotions, but mm. I wasn't really allowing my body to wow. feel wow. the emotions. So I was really good about creating mm. the story around it that was true sure. for me. Yeah. But like actually sitting with how it felt inside my body. You didn't want to do that. I didn't want to like, nope, do nope, it as nope. much, which wow. then just mm -hmm. turned into anxiety. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. And so I think even now I'm still working through a lot of that because I, you know, have a hard time finding ways to just let the tears come. Yeah. And it does feel good when it comes. And I want to be able to cry. Yeah. And it really, for me, what I found is that for whatever reason, I've gotten really skillful at not being able to cry for me. Wow. But if I read something, for instance, what works for me is if I read something yeah. that was written by my daughters or, yeah. you know, that was like maybe inspiring or that really mm -hmm. was heartfelt, then all of a sudden I'm crying and the wow. tears are just coming. And then it does feel refreshing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But for whatever reason, um, I can't for myself yet. Mm -hmm. But again, coming back to being able to really fit, really mm -hmm. sit and feel mm -hmm. what 
we need to feel. Yeah, and I think that's so important. See, I, I, I'm in. I love to be able to cry and let it go. Again, I always was a sensitive child. I mean, sometimes overly sensitive, but I had to learn to ground myself and say, okay, I can't be as sensitive, but then I said, okay, wait a minute. I still need to learn to feel my emotions yes, too. If I'm absolutely. feeling upset, yeah. then feel upset. If I'm right. feeling um, a little jealous or a little envious, and eh, that's not a good feeling, but go ahead and feel it just for a little right, bit and then just authentic. let it, because it's authentic and you just let it Otherwise go. Otherwise you're bypassing Yeah, because then you're just avoiding it. And, yeah. you know, and even, you know, feeling laugh, because I love to laugh too. You know, how I'm always doing little yeah, jokes. Yeah, that's we, huge. We have some fun experiences when we go uh, out too, but. Which um, we have to talk about sometimes. Yeah, we we'll have to talk about it sometime. Yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah. That's the best but, part. We got to keep a sense of humor now. Yes, we do. And that's why that's I tell everyone, that is the most important thing. No, I, I literally is. look back, again, on the challenges I've had in life. And I've always had my remain to have my sense of humor. I really tell everyone, if you want to know the the fountain of youth, it yeah. really is learning how to laugh because it, it really does raise your vibration instantly. Um, it does get rid of a lot of these entities, dark forces in a sense. I know that sounds kind of crazy, but it really does. But it does because it, it raises your vibration. Yes. And so when you remain to have that sense of humor and you really say, you know what? this is some crap going on, but I'm going to have to laugh about it. Like, it's so crazy. I just got to laugh about it. And really, it really has gotten me through from not having mental breakdowns. No, like, I'm right there. I'm yeah, right there with it right now yeah. because I've had some crazy things happening one after another. And I and I have had oh, to say yeah. that a lot to more than one person where I said, this yeah. is so absurd. Yeah. How do like, I, I got to laugh about it. I mean, come on. How oh, yeah. does it happen? Oh, yeah. Like, we, I'm, I'm dealing with you know, all these other major things before coming oh, into the pandemic. Yeah. And then on top of that, then to have a major water burst in the house with all kinds of destruction and then to have my identity that, you know, identity theft, <laughs> yeah. and then, you know, yeah. the list just kept going. I'm oh, like, yeah. I'm getting slammed one thing after another. It's so absurd. I just can't take it serious. I can't take it personally. Or anything. Yeah. I just, you just gotta laugh, laugh about, about it. it. Like, okay, yeah. I guess I'll just start knocking this stuff yeah. out. What am I going to do? Yeah. But I think like a good part too is like, where I'm still working on this is like having a sense of humor about myself. Okay. As I take myself way too Yes. Yeah, see, see, I, I don't. You That's know, even good. if I'll trip and fall and I'll, you know, you, everyone always looks around like, did anyone see that? And I can laugh and say, <laughs> you know what? Right. That, that was funny. Like, I don't know if you all saw yeah, this, I but saw I that, was but here yeah. and it was funny. I almost fell on my face. Right. And literally. Yeah. Right. I remember I, where I used to work, uh, we would show apartments and, you know, have my heels on and everything. And, you know, we're going down the steps because the model was on the second floor. Uh -huh. And I, I was going down the steps fast, and I was like, "Oh, oh shit! I'm like, I'm, I'm about to, I'm about to fall." And these people right, were behind me, and right, <laughs> it was like three steps, and I was like, "I'm just gonna jump." And so I literally jump, and then I turn around, and, and the people were like, "They like, what? love it." I said, oh, "They start cracking." Up. I yeah, said, "Guys, it was either me live. jump or it, I fall on these concrete steps, like one of the two." And I got yeah. these heels on, right? And I so they just start cracking. Up. I did it gracefully, and they right. were just like, "Man, you, you, that was good." I was like, "Yeah, I had to jump." Because if I didn't, I would be on my face. Right, right. And that would hurt in my heels. It was the best op option. And so, yeah. <laughs> so I, you know, little things like that. All right. Thank you. This was our first episode of yeah. The Heathers. The Heathers, and definitely. if you did like, go ahead and like or subscribe down below for us so that we know that we can... Uh, keep joining you and give you more content <clears throat> so things that we're thinking about working on for the next video include more current events but oh yeah i think we also want to touch on some of the things we talked about um earlier with the, the you know whether it's releasing someone what's the process what does that look like if you want to release a toxic relationship and it doesn't necessarily mean that it's in a intimacy relationship it could be within family it could be with just co-workers things like that 
but what does that look like and what is that process definitely because i i know for a fact me doing that release work has got me to again to who i'm with now my soulmate and and i i believe that this is a time where people are going to be meant to find the people they're supposed to be with but we have to go through that process of releasing what's not working for us so. that's right i kind of feel like yeah. that that is it's oh, yeah. really a lot of people going through a process now of rediscovering themselves oh yeah and that and it really it's an exciting thing yeah to really just say like you know this aspect of how i was doing things no longer serves me and so it is a death and rebirth really oh, yeah, it for is a, a lot of people i certainly am feeling it so oh, yeah, any things that we can do to really take a closer look at ourselves and our situation and um, really envisioning what we want our our future self to um, be experiencing how what does that look like and how do we get there so and again some fun things 2020 about. is about what you want your life to look like yes big and we're going to talk a lot more and more about that and why not create the life you want in all these challenges this right. is the best time to don't do don't let it. anyone we're not going to want anyone else nope. to determine that for us nope. we have to get really clear now we're creating for what self. we yes what we think that looks like so again i think a big part to kind of wrap up what we were discussing mm -hmm. earlier is like um, we're not our past nope we're, we're not, not our, our past. past and there are many that do believe that we can actually rewrite that script yes. too. that we're not tied to our past in any way unless we allow it exactly the more we focus on it in our thoughts the more we stay thinking about those same things of yeah. our past the more mm -hmm. we will continue on with that same narrative yes. but we have the choice to decide differently so let's do that sure together do. yes definitely